Amen. Good morning, church. Rob Songer would do that. So uh, here we are with family this morning. Yeah, I consider you family. I hope you consider me family. So, uh, so I may ask you to, to, to help me as family. So, so Vincent, his birthday's today, right? 14. Um, so this is a family that we love very much. They, um, they, they actually had to move to Bakersfield recently. Yes. But they are here today, as in... They, dro- they got up this morning and drove up the mountain to be able to be with us here today. And so, so with that, I would love to sing happy birthday to Vincent if you would join me in that. So, um, so Vincent, stand up. There you go. So that's Vincent, 14 years old. I know he looks like he's 21, but he's 14. So take it away, Ryan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Vincent. Happy birthday to you. Yes. You can go ahead and sit. Well done, buddy. So, what's that? Yeah. Um, Obviously, we sing Tiffany as well, happy birthday, and Suzette, and AJ, happy birthday as well. But I just feel like, you know, it's, it's actually his day is today, so that was awesome. And uh, so happy birthday. Thank you for, for singing with us on that. And uh, Pastor Rob is not here, as you can tell. He's, uh, I don't know if you know, but he went to, so we had our revival last week. And normally, the last few years, our revival has been with Kip Laxon, um, well, this week, he's doing revival at his old church. And so Pastor Rob uh, put all his guitars and equipment in his car and drove to uh, Kansas. Yes. Well, actually, they drove to Vegas. Him and Lynn drove to Vegas, packed up their car, drove to Vegas, because apparently in Vegas, they have this place where you can rent Lamborghinis and stuff like that. Um, I guess exotic cars. So he didn't rent that because he couldn't fit his guitars in there. He rented a, a Mercedes SUV. Um, he didn't tell them that he was driving it all the way to Kansas because I'm like, I, why would I rent you a Mercedes if you're going to drive? Like, it's probably going to come back full of bugs all over it and stuff. So, so anyway, so, so he wanted, he kind of wanted to get there and maybe he wants to show off how much, you know, we care about him. I don't know. <laughs> Shows up in a Mercedes like, hey, look, you know, Tina has got me a Mercedes. That's why I went over there. So, no, I think that was kind of a cool little thing that he got to do. So, so that's where he's at this week. So they started their services this morning, and they'll, all this week they will be, a, they will be, do, they'll be doing a, a revival just like we had last week. So that's kind of a cool thing for them to be able to do that and that he gets to visit his, his old church and family and friends. So that's kind of a cool thing. So, so that's where he's at today. And, and so today, here I am um, just being obedient to God's, you know, to God's calling. And so to be able to bring, bring a message to you this morning that... You know, it's kind of like I told Pastor Rob Songer, I'm like, so uh, you're amazing as a storyteller slash preacher, and I, and I get to preach the Sunday after you are here. So it's like, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man, so, and I looked at his shoes, and they were too big, so I wouldn't even be able to fit in them. So I'm like, man, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I, so anyway, so um, I just, you know, I, I asked him. What should I? Actually, I told him what I was, I, what I was gonna share, what I had thought about sharing. And he's like, "Perfect, that's what I would do too." And 
I'm like, that's why you're a DS. You, you, make, us, you make us feel good about ourselves. So that, was, so that was kind of a cool thing. So without further ado, I'll just, I'll just get into it. And so what's that? Yes, true. Yep. And today is going to be in Spanish. My style is going to be Spanish. <laughs> yes. I promise you it's not tongues. Somebody, can tra- somebody will be able to translate, but no. Um, no, I'll save that style for later. But, um, but think with me for a second. Just um, this, this, uh, this situation, this scenario, this, this picture. Um, dark room or, or yeah, semi-dark room uh, up in a kind of a, the top of, the, of a house, uh, kind of an, an upper room. And quiet, you know, whispers going on in there, maybe, maybe just kind of some conversations going on, but very quietly because outside there's, there's commotion going on around outside. And so uh, there, are, there are men and maybe some women in that room that are just kind of um, trying to stay quiet because they don't want anybody to know that they are, that they are in there, right? And so here are these men and women in this room, um, probably, again, just kind of some light whispers going on, probably the, the crackling of wood, as they kind of walk back and forth, some of them maybe pacing back and forth in that room and just kind of making some noise. Uh, but again, trying to, trying to just stay, you know, stay quiet. So, so those are the sounds that you probably hear out of this room. And here are these, uh, along with those, with those cracklings and along with those kind of um, um, slight whispers, maybe even some sniffling, you know, some, some, some may have been crying for hours. Um, and so, you know, if you've ever cried for a long time, when you're done crying, you have this, you know, the sniffles just won't go away. And so I can imagine there were some sniffles going on in that room as well. Um, and, and, and the collective kind of thought and thinking of everybody that was in that room is like, wow, what now? What, what just happened? Like, what, what is going on? You know, and just kind of the sense of, confusion, the sense of not knowing what to do, the sense of, of the unknown, the sense of, of, of fear. Um, you know, they, they kind of look, maybe they look to uh, their outspoken leader at that moment. Um, outspoken because this guy was somebody who always, you know, raised his voice and was, was kind of a natural leader. And so they look to this guy, maybe he can give them some direction. But this guy earlier in that day um, had, along with some others, had gone to you know, they, they were told that, hey, the body of our, of our Savior, the body of the Messiah is gone. You know, it's been stolen. So him and some other guys went and, uh, and saw that it was empty. And so, you know, confusion there, what's going on, what's happening, probably goes back to this, to, to where the rest of the guys are. And so he's sitting in the, probably sitting in the corner also wondering what is going on. Not only that, but a few hours before that, remember this man um, had left his best friend hanging, as in, like, denied him, as in, like, I don't know you, right? So, so imagine the, the emotion and the feeling of this, this, this man who is normally outspoken and normally kind of the one, you know, kind of leading the way amongst his peers, and they're looking at him, and he's just, like, he's just in the corner, probably sobbing, wondering what is happening. Um, his little brother probably sitting there thinking, Again, picturing all the different things that he had experienced with the, with the Messiah. Um, he was, his little brother was the first one to actually be called uh, by, by this, this rabbi. Um, and so, you know, in, in his excitement, I, he, he remembers telling his older brother, hey, here, this is the rabbi. We need to, we need, this is the guy we're going to follow. This is the guy we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go with. Um, yet, here's a little brother remembering that, but at the same time, 
now wondering also what is going on, right? Full of, full of fear. Other conversations probably happening in that, in that room as well. Maybe even some, some blaming going on, some, some maybe quietly yelling at each other, you know, because they don't want anybody to know that they're up in that room. Um, I, I kind of picture it as like library arguing, you know, like <laughs> kind of just like you, you still, you, we're going we're gonna to argue and, and we're going to blame each other, but we got to do it quietly because we can't let other people know that we're there. And so, so just those kinds of things where, you know, that is the kind of thing that is happening in there. Um, and, and the other guys, you know, Nathaniel and Philip and, um, uh, and others just also reminiscing and thinking of this great friend of theirs that they had followed, that they had been with, that they had experienced life with, all of a sudden gone, right? And still, even though they had been told that this was going to happen, right, they, they were still confused. They were still wondering and acting like they had no idea what was going on. I can imagine them probably feeling um, or having some of these emotions like, like confusion, right, anger. I'm sure they were angry. I'm sure they were confused. Anxiety. You know, some of them were probably very anxious with what, 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 is, what is going to happen next. Like, what, what do we do? What's, what do we, um, where do we go? And, and who do we speak to? And who do we, do we need to go look for him? Like, all these thoughts and, and, and things going through their minds. Um, you know, not knowing what to do. Feeling useless. You know, like, probably some of them were in that room feeling useless at that moment, at that time. Uh, and then finally, mainly, I, I believe, Fear. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, we're going to read in, in the description a little bit, and that's what, we, that's what we get out of that. But this fear of the unknown, this fear of what it, what is, what, what's going on, what did we just allow to happen, um, this, fe- this feeling and this fear of they're coming after us, are we next? You know, just all these emotions that as I read this bit of Scripture, I imagined that most of us, if not all of us, have at some point in our lives, and maybe even at this point, you sitting here today may be going through some of these kind of same emotions as far as fear. Maybe you're fearful today. Maybe today you're feeling anxious about something. Maybe you're feeling anxious about the unknown because I don't know about you, but that is something that I, you know, that I deal with. And so just all these different emotions that these, these, these guys uh, are feeling. And so my question is, can you relate? Can you relate to, to what they are going through? So we're going we're gonna to read... Um, where this, where this scenario is. Uh, so I would ask you to stand with me, and we're going to read out of uh, the, the chapter, chapter 20 of the Gospel of John, and we're going to read 19 to 23. And what I would ask, I know I, I, hear, I hear your Bibles, and that's awesome, but I think I would like us to read it together, if that's cool with you. Um, that way we can all read it in the same, from the same word. So this is the NLT. Um, I apologize if you don't like reading from the NLT, but you don't have to read out loud if you don't want to. So Jonah's going to, they're going to lead us through, which by the way, it's kind of awesome. I, I, I don't remember ever thinking, like, one day I'll be preaching and my son will be running the slides while I preach. You know, like, that is, yeah, that is a very cool thing. And so, so thank you, Jonah, for volunteering. Or, yeah, you didn't really volunteer. But thank you for running the slides. <laughs> you were you're voluntold to do the slides. But, but it, is so, it is so awesome. And just, again, another blessing that, that, you know, sometimes you don't think about those blessings until they're here. And it's like, thank you, Lord. So uh, John chapter 20, verses 19 to 23. Here we go. You may, this may be the last time you do it. <laughs> there we go. All right. So read with me. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors 
because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So this is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you, God, for this time that you've allowed us to have here today, uh, Lord, that we can come together as one and, God, worship you through song. God, worship you through, uh, through, through giving of, of our tithes and, and, and our offerings, Lord. And, Father, now this time that we get to uh, share in your word, God, and that we get to, um, God, hear from you. So, Lord, I pray that you will help me to, to get out of the way, Lord, that it will be you who speaks, Lord, um, as you have uh, breathed into the Holy Spirit into my life, Lord. And, and as I breathe it out, Lord, I pray, God, that, uh, uh, Lord, that, again, that it's you who speaks and not so much myself. Uh, so, God, I just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, God, for this moment, this time. Pray these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. Um, so, so here, you know, um, Obviously, that is, that is the, the scenario that I was painting or that I was kind of like trying to like imagine it in my head as how it was um, and how it played out. That's kind of what, what I see, and, and that's what the Scripture tells us. They're, they're locked away. They're in this room. Um, they, they, they're afraid of what's going to happen to them. They're, they're, they're afraid for their lives. Um, and, and so then, you know, kind of like trying to, trying to picture each of these men and, and women that were probably in that room as well, like trying to picture them and trying to kind of empathize slash kind of like feel what they were feeling and then understanding that you know that I know that there are I have been through some of those emotions myself um, I have experienced some of those, those emotions so if I've experienced those emotions then I know that every single one of you in here has experienced those emotions as well and that you have gone through some of these things and so um, so the reason I love this bit of scripture the reason I feel the Lord led me to it especially coming after a revival week where Pastor Rob Songer, it, I mean, he just, you know, he brought the word and he brought what he, what he brought to encourage us and to remind us to, to awaken, right? Awaken church. Like, wake up. It, it's time, to, it's time to, 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 to live out what God is calling us to. And so, so of course, so this is, you know, God kind of led me to this to uh, remind me and remind you as well that if we are to be an awakened people, if we are to be an awakened church, an awakened community, um, we need to really truly understand and believe and trust that, the, that, that, that what this verse says and what this scripture says to us here today. And so I'm going to break it down a little bit, right? And so um, again, the scenario, upset, angry, confused, sad, um, feeling useless, feeling like they don't know what to do, uh, afraid of the unknown. Uh, and so, so what Jesus does, because here's the deal, Jesus know, Je nothing catches Jesus by surprise. I don't know if you, if you have figured that out by now, and if you haven't, I can, nothing catches God by surprise. He knows exactly what we're going through. He knows, he knows what we've experienced. He knows what we're, what we're going to experience next. He knows. He knows, and nothing, nothing catches him off guard. So, so Jesus showing up in that room, it was definitely a surprise to those guys not a surprise to Jesus. Like he, he knows what he's doing. 
He knows why he was going into that, what he was going to go do, and what he was going to do at that at that moment. But can you imagine being in that room and and again, I mean, kind of dark and trying to stay quiet, and all of a sudden, I, I I wonder who saw him first, you know, like or how like if he just kind of appeared and and all of a sudden there he is, like how in the world and and just the the emotion and the feelings of like it's it's him, right? It, it's it's Jesus, the one that we were desperately looking for slash wondering where he was here he is and so the the imagine or picturing him appearing there in their midst and especially at that moment at that time where they were at the they were like at their lowest again they there there's a there are a few people missing in this room that were part of you know part of the 12 right we know that you know or you may not know but thomas wasn't there you know he was he was somewhere else probably somewhere doubting that everything that had just happened right um, we also know that Judas is not there because Judas has hung himself. He, he, he has uh, succumbed to the overwhelming emotion of sin or, you know, the feeling of guilt, the feeling of what have I done? And so, and so here's this man who, 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 who took his life, ended his life because of that weight that he was carrying. And so here are these guys, here's these, the other guys that are like, Maybe some of them feeling those feelings as well. Like maybe like, what have we done? We've, we've left them. I and mean, it was like, I mean, I don't know about you. When I was growing up in my kitchen, when we walked in at nine, turned the light on, roaches. I would just like run all through the kitchen. I don't know if that was you, but that was me. And so like, I'm thinking like, man, these guys, probably that's what it was. As soon as they captured Jesus and the scripture talks about it, they just, they just ran. They dispersed. They, were, they, they left. They weren't around. They were, they were hiding. They went to hide. Like how many of you would... How many of us would do that if we were them? You know, how many of us would, would have felt like, I'm out of here. Like, this is, I don't, I don't want to experience what's going to happen next. We're, we're out of here. And so, they, so they leave. And so here they, and then they all end up in that room, and they're all feeling guilty, feeling all these, all these feelings that, again, I know that we can relate because we have felt these feelings before. Uh, in fact, some of us may be even walking through some of these emotions right now. And so here's this, here's this, um, there's fear that they're all in, and Jesus comes and appears, and he comes to them in their moment of need, in their moment of despair, in their moment of what do we do next, what's the unknown, and first words that come out of his mouth, peace be with you, right? Like, not, I knew you guys were going to leave me, you know, not like, not, I, I knew you guys were going to fail me, I knew you guys were, were lame, and you guys weren't going to hang around, I knew you guys were weak, not, you know, not, 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 a, not scolding them, not yelling at them, not, uh, not, coming, not, not making them feel even more, you know, guilty about what they had done or, or more ashamed. Instead, he comes to them and he says, peace be with you, right? And, and this isn't a peace of like, you know, when we think of peace, we think of war and violence and, hey, like, stop that, you know, kind of thing. That kind of, no, this is the peace of, the peace of like, the, the peace that God promises to us when he says that I will be with you always, you know, I will be with you always, even to the end of the, like, I am, you are not alone. So when I am with you, I bring peace with me. Like, I bring, I bring a sense of, I got this under control. Like, I, I know, I know what you're going through, and I know what is happening, and so I'm going to come into your midst, into your despair, into your hurt, into your pain, into your, um, all of that, and I'm going to say to you, peace, it's going to be okay. You are not alone. I'm going to bring answers, right? And so, so I'm, I'm guessing these guys are like, I can't even imagine their, their emotion, their feeling of, of, 
of just, Jesus, you're, you're here. Everything is okay now. Probably is what they were feeling. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm like, I mean, and, and it, it continues. But, man, like, you're here, right? You're here. Now, here's the deal. Some of us, fear is a big part, a big thing that we deal with. I don't know about you. I don't, I mean, fear is something that we all deal with. We deal with the fear of death. How many of you are afraid of dying? Be honest. Right on. Good job. Not, not every, some of you are. The younger ones are, right? Because they're like, they're looking around like, well, they've lived longer, so they're not that. You know, we still have, <laughs> we still have many years ahead of us. But the fear of death, that's, that's huge. There are many, there are many who are very much afraid of death. Yet Jesus comes and says, hey, I got you. Peace be with you. You're going to be, you're going to be okay. That, that is, you know, replacing our fear with peace. You know, there's fear of failure. How many of you are, I'm going to guess there's going to be more of you that fear failure more than you fear. How many of you are, fear of failing? Yes. Yes, I relate. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, we, we don't, we, we don't want to fail. And we have this fear of failing. But Jesus comes and says, I got you. You fall, I'll pick you right back up. You fail, let's try it again. Let's try it again. I mean, I'm sure you've heard Michael Jordan, you know, he didn't even make his varsity team his sophomore year in basketball. Michael Jordan, the second best, you know, basketball player in the history of the NBA. <laughs> maybe, maybe third if some of you, you know, but anyway, so, so to, for him to like, to fail and to fall and to, you know, but, but yet he tried and tried and tried and kept going. And, and so here's the deal with us, like Jesus steps in and says, it's okay. I got you. Failure is, is okay because I'm with you. And we're gonna and we're gonna get this, and we're gonna get past this, and we're gonna we're gonna try again. Fear of rejection. How many have ever been rejected? Yep, yep. And when you're rejected, then that fear just becomes even even greater, right? Some of us, like it, it, it has happened before. For some of you, it happens often. For some of you, you know, maybe you have not experienced it, but let me tell you, the the, the fear of rejection is, is something that drives many people to do many things that they would never do otherwise, but because they're so fearful of being rejected. Um, and yet Jesus steps in and says, hey, let me replace, let me take that fear and bring you peace. One, because I'm here. I'm here. You're not alone. And two, I don't reject you. Right? Like this, like maybe others have rejected you before. Jesus says, I don't reject you. You're mine. You're my, you're my, you're my creation. You're my masterpiece. I made you, and you are, you are perfect in God's eyes, right? Like he wants to, he wants to remind us of that today. You are, you are my masterpiece. I created you, so I don't reject you. And then fear of the unknown. This one is a little bit, I think, so all of those that I just shared with you, um, I know the fear of the unknown is one that I, I can kind of relate to a little bit on a, on a, on a deeper level. And so I was thinking like, man, fear of the unknown. And I remember seven years ago or going on six and a half years ago um, before we were here, which yes, we have, we're going on seven years being here with you all, being part of your family. Um, yes. Long time. And, uh, but we remember when we were, before we came here, we were in Oakdale, which is up north near Modesto. Most of you know that, but there's some of you who are new. So you're going to, 
if you've heard it before, too bad you're going to hear it again. But, and then some of you are new. But we, we were in Oakdale. Uh, we were, that was like our first home away from home type of deal to where that was my first, our first full-time ministry uh, thing. And so we were, we were there, and we'd been there three and a half years. Our kids grew up, you know, were growing up there. We had great relationships. Everything was, everything was, everything seemed to be going great, and we felt like God, we had a good thing there. Uh, but then a phone call came from Tehachapi, uh, from the pastor that used to be here, that is now going to Denver, Colorado. If you didn't know that, then you need to catch up. But Pastor Darren Reed, who used to be here and went to Olive Knowles, is now going to Denver, Colorado. So, uh, but that's just, so me, uh, us, we get a call from Pastor Darren Reed, and he, and, and hey, just want to throw this out there to you. You know, we, we would like for you to come and, and visit us. And we're like, first of all, where's Tehachapi, right? And... <laughs> We only knew Tehachapi because we were part of the same district, but it was like Tehachapi. So we were like, what? like so we, we just, we, we prayed about it, and, you know, we were like, well, we're fine here, but is this God calling us? Is this, is this a call that's coming from God, or is this just, you know, a pastor who likes the name Goose and things like that? Goose, Goose it sounds like a cool name for someone to be a youth pastor. So no, obviously we're like, no, that's not it. It's got to be because God is calling us there. And so... So we, we, that, we, had a, we had scheduled a trip to Orange County, um, so we figured, well, on the way back, maybe we can stop by and, and, and see, continue to, to see, seek this call and see what God is trying to do. So we went to Orange County to do our family thing, and on the way back, we're coming up to 14 in the evening. Or it was nighttime, and we were driving up here. I remember we were like, what are those red lights that were just flashing in the distance, right? Like, like what? First, we were like, UFO? Like, what is going on up there? What is that? And we're like, and we're like, is this a sign? Like, don't, don't come here. Don't come here. <laughs> but, so we, we meet up with Pastor Darren, and we, we end up at the hotel that we were staying at, and so we ask him, he's like, oh, those are windmills. Like, oh, okay, good. So it's not, it's not a don't come here kind of sign. It was more like, it was more like, come here, come here. Like, come to this, come to this place. And so, so we, we came, and we, we visited the next morning, and we had service with y'all, and we just kind of we just enjoyed, we, we felt a, a presence of the Holy Spirit that we, we hadn't felt in a while where we were at just because of some of the stuff that was going on. It was just, we felt God's presence in this place, and we felt very like, all right, now we're definitely torn because we thought we were just coming, you know, we were just going to get a free stay at a hotel for the night, you know, just, um, and then go back to Oakdale and, and just live life like we were living it. But God kind of stirred stuff in us and to the point where, where fear of the unknown started to sink in. <laughs> fear of, okay, God, what is happening here? What are you doing with us? What, why, why, why is this, you know? And so, so, so the, the fear of the unknown step, you know, comes into, we allow it to come into our lives because, hey, we're human and, hey, we're, we, we allow things to, to mess with us, with our mind, with our hearts. And so that, that was, that was probably the biggest that I've, the, 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 what stands out the most in my life is the fear of the unknown That's, that I just remember. But I do remember, again, when we were in the service and, and our, our drive back home, just this, this sense of peace. And so, so when I read, you know, Jesus coming into the midst of despair and to the unknown, and he says to them, peace be with you, I, I can relate. I know, I, know what that, I know what that means, and I know what that looks like. Because he knows us. He knows exactly what we are going through. He knows exactly the type of peace that we need in our lives to be able to move forward and to do what he's calling us to do. And so this morning, some of you 
maybe dealing with fears in your lives, um, and, and maybe some of the ones that I just mentioned, or maybe other fears that, that no one knows about that you're dealing with in your life. And so this morning, you know, as, as an encouragement, as a reminder, Jesus knows what you're going through, and he doesn't want you to go through that alone. And he comes, to your, he comes into your life and he tells you, peace be with you, because I am the, I am the God of the universe. I, am, I, I set all this in motion, and I can, I can end it in a snap of my fingers. So if I can do all that, what makes you think that little you in my hand, that I can't handle you or handle your situation or handle your fear, right? And so, um, and I know that it's easier for me, it's easy for me to say it to you and you sitting there thinking, but Goose, you don't know, like this is, the, the, what I'm going through is stuff that you, I've never gone through or you have no idea and you're right, I don't. But I know that the times of my life where I felt that fear creeping in, the reminder of the peace that Jesus brings is what gets, what, what gets us through. And I pray is what gets you through as well, right? To be, able to, to be able to move forward in your life. Because these disciples, again, they were, who knows what they would have done. You know, we, we can always look back and, and think, like, what would have happened if, if Jesus didn't show up? You know, what would have happened if Jesus, like, just kind of, like, waited and just kind of let them, you know, be like, well, I'm going to test them out, see, see how far, well, you know, one of them killed themselves. The others, who knows what they would have done if he would have just, you know, just watched to see what they would have done. We don't know. We can just guess. But instead, he doesn't just leave them hanging. He shows up and he tells them, peace be with you. And so that is, so that's part one of what this says to me. Turn, he, he, when, when we're close to Jesus, because here's the deal. Talk about being close to Jesus. He was so close to them that he's like, hey, check it out. Look at the, the wound on my side. Look at my, look at my hands. Like, like, I'm not just a spirit. I'm not just a ghost. I am actually, I'm, I'm back. Like, this is me because I can prove it and you can see it. And so they're that close to him. So when, when you're close to Jesus, right, when we're close to him, then we can understand and, and, and we can see that he turns our fear, he turns our fear into peace. And he also, he also when we're close to him, he, he makes us, he, brings, he restores joy in our lives. Because that's what he says here, right? Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And they were filled with joy. Uh, they, filled, they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. So, again, remember all the emotions and all the things that they were feeling? All of a sudden, those turned to joy because Jesus was in their presence. Jesus was close to them, they, and they were close to him. And so I want to encourage you this morning, you want joy restored in your life? Come close to him. If, you, if, you, if, you've, if, if you're lacking joy in your life, I'm just going to take a stab at it. I'm going to just take a guess. Maybe you're not walking close enough. Whoa. You're not walking close enough to Jesus. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I want to think that if, if, if we are not close to him and the farther away we, we, we walk away from him, the farther away we, we or, or the closer we get, we get to a life that is, is not filled with joy. Because only God can bring joy. The type of joy that we need in our lives, right? I mean, we know we can find happiness other places. We can find gladness in other places, but, but if you want the type of joy that lasts and the type of joy that gets you through the hard times, is being close to Jesus. And so he replaces our fear with peace. He makes us glad. And then the thing, the, 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 big, the big 
picture, the big, the most important thing from what I get in this bit of scripture and that I would like to share with you today is that not only does he say, peace be with you, you're not alone, let me replace all your emotions and all your feelings and all your your, all that, let me replace it with peace. Let me restore your joy because here I am in your presence. He, then he says this. Again, he said, peace be with you. Right? Like, he wanted to make sure, hey, I'm here. Maybe you didn't hear me the first time, but I'm here. So peace be with you a second time. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And then he does this amazing thing. He, he, he breathes into them. Like, he, he breathes or he breathes on them. And he breathes the Holy Spirit on them, right? That he, he breathes out the Holy Spirit on these, on those folks who are in that room. And so I know Pastor Rob Songer, he talked about, if you were here in the services, uh, I think one of the first services, he talked about how there, there's, a, there's, a, there's an event that a lot of times we miss, we don't think about, we think about Easter, we think about Christmas, but there's an event that we don't think about a lot, which is, do you remember? Pentecost, right? Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about a whole lot about Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down on all the people that were there, but here we are before that even happened, here is Jesus with his guys, with his, his people, his, his, his closest friends. And at that moment, not only does he bring them peace, not only does he restore their joy, but he gives them the Holy Spirit. And, that, and right after that, he, said, he, he pretty much he sends them out. Like, here, here you go. You know what? I've, I brought you peace, I've restored your joy, and now I'm giving you the Holy Spirit so that now you can go do, and go do exactly what the Father has, has shown me, has shown you through me, go do it. Which we can go to Matthew, and that's the Great Commission, which is what? I mean, to, to go and, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the, in the name of the Lord. But, but ultimately, I've given you the Holy Spirit so that you have every tool necessary to fulfill what you were created to do. That's pretty much what he's, he's saying to them. I am giving you the Holy Spirit. You have it in you. So we know that when we were born, we were born with God's breath in our lungs already. Like, that's, that's why you're alive today, physically. You're alive today because God has given you breath to where it can be, when, it, when it's gone, you're no longer living physically. So we all, we all have his breath in our, in our lungs. But then on top of that, when we come to him, when we have relationship with him, when we, when we say, Lord, you are my Savior. You are, uh, save me, save me from myself, save me from my sins. I want to be, be your child. Then he gives us the Holy Spirit. And so just like these guys, he sends them out and says, hey, here's, here's the Holy Spirit. You now have everything you need to go and live the life that you're called to. He says that to you when you say yes to him and he gives you the Holy Spirit, you now have the same Holy Spirit that the disciples did or had that then from that moment in that room of despair, that room of anger, that room of confusion, that room of, of fear, they went from that to they went and lived a life, lived lives, all of them, not wasting any second to tell others and to live their lives, to tell others about Jesus. All the way to where they got, where they were all of them except for John that we know of, but all of them were either crucified or stoned, um, because they lived the rest of their lives filled with the Holy Spirit, sharing the good news wherever they went to the point where some people didn't like it and killed them. They had the Holy Spirit in them. And I, I, I tell you, church, and I tell you, my friends, Holy Spirit is in you today. If you have asked Jesus into your life, Holy Spirit is in you. 
don't quench it. Don't shut it out. The Holy Spirit is within you. And so you have everything, everything at your disposal to be the type of messengers, the type of awakened people that these disciples had. A big problem is, is that we don't use it. We, we, uh, we repress it. We, we hide it. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. We would much rather do other stuff, do our stuff, than what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us and through us. And so that's where we end up. That's where we end up. Instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to move, we just we say no to the Holy Spirit and we do our own thing. But it doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that you don't have it within you. And that doesn't mean that you can't be who God wants you to be. So all, all, this, all this means and all it reminds me today is that, man, I have to walk with him. I have to talk with him. And I have to allow the Holy Spirit to fill me every single day so that I can go and be exactly who he created me to be. And that I have the power, I have the power within me. We are, I mean, that's, Ephesians talks a lot about that. We are marked with the Holy Spirit. Like we are all walking around. We're all walking around marked up with the Holy Spirit as in a reminder that, hey, you have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. is the same power that lives in you. The same power that lives in me. And I don't want to forget it. And I don't want to walk around fearful. I don't want to walk around feeling like, you know, I'm not good enough or that I don't have what it takes. Even though the enemy will come sometimes and mess with us and make us feel like we don't, we're not good enough or, make it, or fill us with all this fear, fill us with all this stuff that, you guys, peace be with you, Jesus says today. Peace be with you. I got you. You're going to be okay. Holy Spirit lives in you as well. So then that means that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Go out and live it. Go out and live it that way. Live that way. That's one, something that I encourage our students with as much as I can. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't say no to the, let the Holy Spirit move you and continue to strengthen. You know, we all have gifts, talents, strengths that God gives us. Holy Spirit is what makes those, Holy Spirit and us working those out is what then helps us to actually use them and use them for his glory and not for ours. And so, uh, again, this morning, um, he breathes his spirit in us. His, his spirit that is Jesus Christ is in us so that we can now go and breathe it out into the world. Um, and it starts, it starts here. It starts in our homes. It starts in our schools, workplace. You are walking around with the breath of Jesus within you. So don't, uh, you know, I know that the enemy can easily confuse us or lie to us and tell us that, no, you don't. You know what, maybe, maybe the, the other religious people or the people that read their Bible more or the people that, that go to church more, they have it. You don't. You don't have that Holy Spirit. Like, don't let the enemy tell you that. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Or, or maybe the people that actually pray more have it and you don't. Or the people that, that you know, um, do all the right things, they have it, you don't. Nah. Scripture tells us when we say yes to God and we allow him into our lives, we now have the same spirit that raised him from the dead within us. Right? And so, so... Glory to him, right? I mean, glory to him and not, I mean, this is, this is, this is, my friends, family, this is, this is the truth that I want to live in my life. I, and I know that I fail him often, like fear sinks in and all these other things sink in. And I'm like, so, you know, like Paul would say, like, you know, 
not only am I preaching this to you, I'm, I'm preaching it to me and to my family. Um, but man, let's not forget that his peace is with us and we have that same spirit living within us. So let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this day. God, I thank you for this last, this past week that Pastor Rob Songer came and God, the, the, the powerful word that he shared and uh, Lord, reminding us of, of uh, being awakened and, and understanding that uh, the Holy Spirit is real. God, the Holy Spirit it tends to be a forgotten God in our churches, in our own lives. And so, God, today, remind us of the power of the Holy Spirit that is living within us, that, God, that, that moves us and guides us to say things that we maybe would never be able to say on our own or, or perform or do things, um, have compassion, have, have things and uh, live lives of, of servanthood or um, speak about who you are and what you've done in our lives. God, all these, all these amazing things that, that you can do through us, God, help us, each and every one of us, Lord, to, to really truly believe and trust in your Holy Spirit and that your Holy Spirit lives within us, that your Holy Spirit goes wherever we go. God, it's not like we just leave it here at church and that we go out and, and, and hey, I'll pick up the Holy Spirit next week when I come. No, Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit is with us wherever we go. And so, Lord, God, may we, may we live this out in our, in, our, in our classrooms, Lord. May we live it out at our jobs. May we live it out at home, Lord, with, with our children, with our spouses, with our parents. God, may, 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 our, may your peace, may your peace be what moves us and drives us. And may your Holy Spirit, God, may your Holy Spirit guide each and every one of us, Lord. And may we take advantage of the great power that is within us. God, awaken us, awaken our hearts, awaken our lives, awake, awaken this church. God, this, Lord, I believe that this church could be such an impactful place for so many people here in Tehachapi and even outside of Tehachapi, Lord, that we can impact others because, God, you are, you're within us. So, Lord, what more power can we ask for or need? So, God, may we use the power that you've given to us to, to bring you the glory, Lord, to bring you all the honor, Lord, that everything that we do, Lord, is for you. God, may it be more about you and less about us every single day. God, may we see others through your eyes. The, the same eyes that you see me with, Lord, may I, may I see others through those eyes as well, Lord, every single person that I come in contact with, Lord. God, may I see people the way that you see me. God, thank you so much for this day, Lord. I pray, lastly, Lord, I pray for, if anyone here today is, God, is just overwhelmed with fear or overwhelmed with um, anxiety or overwhelmed with worry, whatever it may be, Lord, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray in your powerful name here today, Lord, that you will, God, step into the midst of that situation and just bring that peace that says, hey, peace be with you. I am here. You no longer have to, you don't have to stress out. You don't have to worry. You don't have to live in fear. I am here with you. And the same spirit that lifted me from the tomb, that lifted me from, the, from, the, from death, that same spirit lives within you. So what can, come, <laughs> what can come at us that we can't handle? So Lord, in your name, we go out here today, Lord. We leave this place in your name. We go to our, the places where we're at in your name. It's not about us. It's about you. And so, Lord, may we bring you glory through everything that we say and do, Lord. God, in where we fall short, God, help us. Help us, Lord. 
We love you, Lord. We praise your name. We are so thankful for this day, thankful for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing now. We are thankful for the days that are to come, Lord, and, and just with anticipation, with excitement, we look forward to the great things that you're going to do amongst us and amongst this, this community, uh, Lord, and just us as individuals and in our families. God, we, I am excited to see what you're going to do and what, how you're going to use our obedience, Lord. So, Father, we love you, we praise you, and all these things we pray in your name, Lord. Amen.